Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 25. Today, I'm going to tell you a story. Are you ready? Here we go. A woman sat across the table from her husband. He was wound up and frustrated again. She searched her mind to try to determine what did she do this time to trigger him. It was natural for her to do this inquiry. She'd become a master of hypervigilance and eggshell walking. Now often, these experiences were amplified by alcohol and that familiar moment when the man she loved would disappear into the background of his eyes and this other guy would show up, even announcing, I'm back, as he stepped in. Blackout drunk days were the worst, until they were over, and then remorse and regret and the feeling of loss would shine through those eyes again, a reminder of who she was really in love with. Well, this day was different. This day, there was no alcohol. He was rampant with anger. She was barely breathing inside her fully contracted body. And then he said the thing that changed everything. He leaned across the table, looked straight into her eyes and said, how long are you going to sit there and let me abuse you? How stupid are you? The question was perfect. It pierced through autopilot coping reactions right to the heart of her sound and reasonable self. Yes. How long was she going to sit there and let him abuse her? How stupid was she? Something clicked. Like she'd reached the top of a peak of a long and arduous climb and was now heading down the easy side, unable to look back at anything that came before, even if she wanted to. She rose from the table, brushed her hands down the sides of her body to straighten her shirt, took a long, slow breath and said, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to ask myself. And then she started packing. The pivot had been hit. She couldn't look back even if she tried. It was over. Two decades of committing to it. First trying to change him, then trying to change herself, and then trying to just coexist independently. She'd grown a ton in the many years. She arrived as a doormat, and she was leaving now with a straight spine and love in her heart. Letting go freed her from loops of dysfunction, from suffering, and it freed him too. She no longer was enabling or egging it on unconsciously or consciously. Now, while some abuse is horrific and unforgivable and unimaginable, most is a perfect pairing of two people living out their conditioning with each other. And the latter was true for these two. They co-created this, and they couldn't seem to do any better, even though they really did try. What was going on needed to stop, and the only way to stop it was to stop it. And finally, that decision was crystal clear. Not just a choice, but an embodied conclusion. The weight of the internal argument was gone. Stay or go, stay or go. It was clear. The one foot she'd had out the door for years was now being met with the other foot. 
And as she thought of that, she also could see that she'd added to the suffering, always having one foot out the door. How hard would it have been to live with someone who wasn't fully in? And then a whole cascade of awarenesses came. She started seeing her part in it more clearly. Rapidly, actually. She could see it fairly. She didn't feel the victim. She was equally responsible in perpetuating the dysfunction, and now she was ending it. She also didn't feel it was all her fault. She could see the reasonableness in how they each contributed. Liberation filled her lungs, and even though she stared into the unknown, it was so much better than what she knew all too well in the what was. The fear of how she'd make it was eliminated by a fresh feeling of strength and conviction. The only thing she needed to know was where she would drive to next. It was done. In the weeks that followed, as they addressed the particulars of separating, she found herself filled with love and patience and compassion for both of them. Not sorrow or regret. Yes, there was sadness and grieving, along with the excitement of the fresh start to something new for both of them. Oh, there was more to come. But at that moment, it was just this peaceful clarity. Leaving was the natural progression of things. Deep down, they both knew it. Powerful story, hey? Can you identify with a pivot of such a power in your life? Or have you watched someone pivot in such a significant way where they're completely thinking and behaving in one way one moment and then something happens, triggers them fresh into a new trajectory? Can you imagine being her in that moment when he said those words and it all just clicked? Can you identify with what it's like to be completely caught up in real-world struggles and then see them differently? Instantly, fully liberated. I can. And it's powerful. It's life-altering. You'll notice in the story that this woman didn't stop at the realization it was over. She started to see her own part in things in a much bigger way. And she also felt more peace and caring for them as a couple, going through a difficult life process. The he said, she said thing was gone. When pivots hit, and suddenly we let go of participating in the memorized loops of suffering, we become liberated from the loop's own gravitational pull. Our reactionary system, which is accustomed to running so fast we can't stop it or think anything other than hang on until it slows down, is suddenly operating below us. As though we're in a rocket that launched up and beyond the gravitational pull of the Earth, now free-floating in space, with zero effect and with the full ability to see the whole planet below. It's beyond a bird's eye view. It's the space traveler's view. In those moments, we're not bound by the patterns we've memorized. We're not looping incessantly in reactions. Instead, we're free-floating and able to discover new patterns, see new ideas, be creative, innovative. We have the opportunity to land right back down in the same pattern and get stuck all over again. 
but we also have the opportunity to look forward and say, what else might be possible? What's better? I'm sure those adventurous enough to explore space have doubts about facing the unknown, but their curiosity and forward-moving conviction and their adventurous spirits keep them pointed upward and onward. When you have those pivotal moments in life that truly launch you above your loops, you get a chance to see clearly, to choose consciously, and to evolve way beyond the suffering you've memorized. That's flow. On any given day, we all face our challenges. Maybe not as serious as the one shared above, but maybe it's a creative project with a deadline. Maybe it's solving a problem that no answer seems obvious for. Maybe it's breaking a habit that's creating pain in our lives. Could be anything. At any given moment, big or small, our lives are naturally meeting and moving through struggles. That's life. It's how we grow and evolve. It's how we thrive and how we learn. It's how we create and innovate. A few months after this woman left the relationship, she was getting used to them being apart, but initially it was hard. She'd wake in the morning and wonder why she left, as though she'd forgotten entirely all the dysfunction. It would rattle her for a few moments. It felt biologically as though she'd lost her right leg. One day, she took a notebook out of her bedside table and began to write the reasons in vivid detail why she knew it was done and she couldn't go back. Then every morning, she'd read that when the feeling returned. By four months, she was feeling less like she was recovering from addiction and more like she was getting flowing forward. One thing she realized was that some of the problems she's associated with him were still there proof positive that they were her things to deal with. She sent many texts with statements of ownership and even apology as she began more deeply reconciling her part in things. She didn't hold hope for reconciliation. It was done. But she did want her own healing, and that meant being truthful and accountable. After all, she loved this man. Nothing would change that, even if they couldn't share their lives together. Amazing, hey? Can you imagine? Maybe you've lived this. Maybe you've witnessed it. Maybe you've heard about it. This woman was integrating a massive shift in her life. When she exited the patterns of enabler and victim, and even instigator at times, she started seeing it for what it was on her side. She began integrating the opportunity to live free of those patterns that had helped create that relationship. Where did they come from? Well, maybe her mother, maybe her father. Maybe it was just baked in the cake from conception. Maybe she learned it. It didn't really matter unless, of course, her awareness pointed to specifics bringing up memories and emotions. She was not only shifting her residence and life ahead, she was starting to reframe the life behind her. Being hypervigilant meant watching for the signs that the train was about to go off the rails. Alcohol was a trigger, wherever it was sitting. Public gatherings were a trigger. Her family of origin could be a trigger. Heck, looking at him the wrong way could be the trigger. How did her obsession with controlling him 
actually influence his rage against being controlled. Kind of makes sense. When he goes through bouts of getting his shit together, was she comfortable with that, really? Or did she somehow trigger him? And did he want her to? The interweaving of the game they were playing was endless. She wanted to see it all and step away from it, to see it clearly. Each new realization changed her view of their history. She no longer ever saw the demise of their union as the fault of him only. Nor did she unrealistically believe it was because of the way she looked at him or had overlooked an eggshell on made some noise. She was integrating. Integrating is the phase of flow that follows a good flight of flow where discovery and creativity and realization happen. It's when the new pattern of the discovery or the liberation from the loop starts delivering new perspectives and knowledge into databases with old perspectives and knowledge. Sometimes patterns have to go, be deleted from the old so the new can settle in. Sometimes things just upgrade, improving or adding to a prior perspective with new information. Sometimes things click, like a more Partial picture is suddenly revealed to see a bigger, more clear picture with greater context. Integration also can initiate fresh struggles. Seeing your part in things honestly can often be grabbed by the critical mind we have as evidence that we're worthless or unlovable, where we have some other self-isolating or deprecating belief. Integration stirs the pot. It looks for associations so your mental landscape can be re-indexed fully. Information then gets seen freshly, it's revised, it's overwritten, it's deleted. Whatever is your new and upgraded truth. The fact that it stirs the deeper core wounds to the surface is simply proof that the core wound drives it all. Meaning that the experience of being in a relationship that is dysfunctional is born from a wound that says, this is what relationship looks like. We reap what we sow. And some of those seeds come pre-planted in our garden bed, like biology. And some get planted when we don't know any better and we're just planting every seed. And some seeds get planted when we just maintain poor habits, where we're constantly staying in suffering. Integration is amazing. We can either fully create experiences with these seeds or we can catch them as they pop up through the soil. Integration always starts digging around to make new sense of new information with old information. That's how the deeper seeds sprout so we can see them as they break through the soil in our awareness and start blooming into fruition. When I train people to consciously initiate flow states and ride the flow cycle with skill, integration strategy and practice is vital to their mastery of the process. It's so empowering to learn these skills. When this woman looks back at those years with her husband, now many years since she's left, she's grateful. Being with him was a little like rubbing up against sandpaper. It could be abrasive, 
but she was so much clearer, smoother, and shinier for the experience. She still loved him and felt such gratitude for their life together and what it taught her, and that it gave her the fuel to launch beyond the life she was conditioned to live, and that she's evolved immensely as a result. Now she knows how to be honest with herself about what is really going on in the struggle phase. She recognizes when a loop is overpowering her ability to flourish, when it holds her back or traps her in. She's learned to observe life as she lives it, so she's more present in the experience. She's learned how to intentionally take flights above the day-to-day struggles to solve problems, to get creative, to get shit done, and most importantly, to grow as a human into a clearer, more comfortable and confident version of herself. She is shaping who she is on the fly constantly because she knows how to flow. Plus, she's learned how to love herself and create good boundaries around what she's willing to experience in life. No more yelling matches, no more eggshell walking. She's kind, compassionate, and honest with herself to the best of her ability. She flows. So how about you? How well do you flow? Today, with all the additional stress of the past few years, people are reporting being completely caught in loops that have dug enormous ruts. Getting out seems daunting, and even if they want to, they're so exhausted that Netflix and a glass of wine on the couch, perfectly positioned in their rut, feels pretty good compared to trying to rope their mind into any kind of focus. They need to recover before they can recover. What they don't know is that they're actually in the perfect spot to initiate flow. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. What they don't know is that the energy that they need is actually inside the struggle itself. And that once they understand the basics of how flow functions, they can pop right up and out of that rut, at least one of their ruts. Those that take that first step, well, then they learn how popping up and out of a rut changes their brain, their neurobiology, and their outlook. They instantly feel inspired, curious, forward-focused, present, motivated, alive. The unknown becomes a little less scary and adventure becomes a little more intriguing. They learn that they drive the speed of the flow anyway, and especially once they master the launch. Have you ever wondered how a baby bird feels about the first launch out of its nest? They have no idea what flying is from any experience. They haven't done it. They have no experience. And they're not conditioned by TVs or the nightly loos of bird crashes. Okay, I'm being a bit cheeky. I know I can resist that one. These baby birds don't even know it's coming until they get the impulse or mama boots them out. Can you imagine how invigorating that first flight would be? Now granted, I may be personifying a bird a little bit too much, but stepping into fresh, positive experiences fuels one. I had to stop there for a second because I'm recording this and a carpenter ant just ran across my computer. <laughs> it kind of distracted me. Okay, let's get back to it. 
Okay. Let me just find my place here in my heart and my mind. I appreciate you flowing with me. Isn't life fun? Okay. Stepping into fresh positive experiences, it, well, it fuels our confidence, our pleasure, our momentum, our self-esteem, our resilience, our capability, courage, joy, and even our energy. Yes, our energy. Like right now, if you're exhausted, there are two possibilities. Either you need rest or you need exercise. Now, if you're exhausted and you try to rest, if your body settles and sleeps, then that's what you needed was rest. But if your mind races when you try to rest, it means you need exercise to move those swirling and looping energy that your mind has created out and through you. Exercise, movement, light, and relaxing will flush things in your system and get you flowing. When I ask you the question, how are you flowing, how do you respond? In May, a real fresh new fully optimized training program is launching on our Flow Tribe. It's called the Flow Mind Mentorship. I'm not going to go into the details here, except to say that I would love to help you to learn to flow. I believe that flow training is the most important mindset training of our time. Why? Well, because it's the key to breaking patterns. Patterns of trauma, poor habits, self-defeating beliefs, suffering of all kinds, and ruts, getting out of ruts. Flow is also the key to fresh ideas, creativity, high-quality output, innovation, genius, and personal evolution. Flow is the key to evolved humans creating a better reality for us all. Now, if that sounds like something you're ready for or interested in, jump on to flowmind.ca and explore this upcoming mentorship program. I've designed it to be the perfect blend of knowledge, practice, and mastery, done timely with enough immersion time to fully integrate it. And it's fun. We're going to have some fun. So once again, go to flowmind.ca for all those details. And if you'd like to talk to me specifically to determine if it's a training that's a good fit for you, there's a spot there where you can book a call with me and we'll dive right in. Okay. Thank you for joining me once again in the Radical Flow podcast. It means the world to me that you did. And until next time, hopefully there'll be no more carpenter ants, but we'll see you in the flow. Much love to all.